here this morning to magnify and exalt none other but Jesus Christ. I'm glad the battle belongs to him today. And I promise you, everybody that lets him fight the battle in the time and season, the methods, and you better read your Bible. Man, the methods is more important a lot of times, amen, because that's where the real faith comes from. He called on a medium throughout the scripture to take on wars and battles, but he didn't use the weapons of men. But many times, amen, because leaders could hear the voice of God and do it the way God wanted them to do it. And everybody else thought it was ridiculous and wouldn't make any sense to him whatsoever. But I'm glad God's ways is far above us. Ours is the heavens above us. Amen. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. I know some maybe have not heard, but Brother Rouse was not able to be with us today. Man, he still had obligations in another state. Didn't realize it at the time, but uh, he'll be with us Wednesday night. So praise the Lord for that. But it's good to see all of you. Let our classes go back. We have got several that's out, several men that's off working, some families that's off being trained. Amen for their work. I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks and different things like that's going on. But it's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord this morning to give glory and praise and honor and let the power of His presence and His touch, His word, amen, amen. And what a beautiful camp meeting it was. What a powerful word that we've heard, amen, several messages, amen. Uh, especially those at night, uh, that's ones I got to hear. And so anyway, the day service, I understand, was great too. But uh, So let's just continue to pray. While, that's, while we're talking about that, Brother Phillips and them's having their uh, camp meeting starting Wednesday night through Friday night. Uh, Thursday, Brother Taylor Strain will be there. But night speaker, all three nights, be Brother Kelly Patrick. I'll be preaching for them. This is in Geiger's Road, Brother Kissick's church. And so if you'd like to go and be a part of that, now Wednesday night we'll be here with Brother Rouse, but then there's Thursday, Thursday night, Friday, and Friday night. <clears throat> Only about 30 miles of there, not quite that from here. But anyway, uh, to go be a part of it. Hey, go get involved. Help support these things, amen, with your presence, your prayers, your offerings. Man, God God takes, takes mind of that. You realize our passions, our desire, it doesn't matter where it's going on. We want to go be a part of it. We want to be as involved as we can and support in every way that we possibly can. Because it's about the kingdom. It's not about us and individual churches. It's about the kingdom. Amen. Souls being born, bodies being healed, people being uplifted and encouraged. So it's worth the sacrifice. Amen. The driving, the the short hours of sleep afterwards and things of that nature, it's worth it, I promise you, to go and just be a part of it and be involved in it. Amen. This is, a high, this is our highlight. Amen. Church and having church and being in church. Amen. You can be as spiritual as they come, but you start missing church and not being involved in church, you'll lose it. Amen. It's just a matter of time. It begins to dwindle away because we feed off of one another. Amen. The anointing flows from one another. That's the body. That's how it works. That's how it operates. And so anytime we can gather, especially even in larger crowds, we shouldn't avoid crowds. When it comes to church people, amen, we ought to be excited about joining up with them. Amen. This idea that we just want two or three and I got to know everybody and know them on a personal basis is a bunch of bull. Amen. Hey, I'm just telling you like it is. 
We got the Holy Ghost living for God. Amen. Crowds ought not bother us. They didn't bother Jesus. I tell you, they didn't bother Jesus, buddy. They followed him. They, they was willing to get in boats. They was willing to do whatever they had to. They, they enthroned him. They put pressure on him. They was going to force him to be a king before the time. They was begging, amen, crying out. Why? Because of results. And that's the way the church ought to be. We ought to be a magnet to every, every depressed person in this community. We ought to be a magnet to every sinner in this community. We ought to be a drawing power, amen, of every broken home, every broken individual. They ought to see something in us and flowing out of this place and said, you know what? I just found and heard of a place and can get me some help. Hey Amen. I just experienced something that can bring me some liberty. I've tried this and tried that, but hey, I'm feeling something, hearing something. Hey Amen. I want to go and be a part of it. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. So we want to be a part of it and part, hey Amen, being involved. Hey Amen. The work of God in this end time. You know, it goes without being said this morning that our world's in trouble, but the world's always been in trouble. He was in trouble in Noah's day. So there's no doubt about that today. Start a new series. How many of you read your lesson? <laughs> kind of hard to do it, ain't it? <laughs> Amen. Praise God. And, uh, but we do have the books. If you haven't got one, we got some. Just giving them out. And I don't know. This bunch. Anyway. We having trouble. But anyway. Uh, maybe the Lord's sending us a sign. We'll see. <laughs> God. Amen. But anyway, our lesson this morning, as we start June the 4th today, amen, authority to forgive. I will tell you something, God's given us an authority like no one else to forgive. The power and the ability to forgive. And let's don't hold on to that. I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to forget. You didn't really forgive. I'm not feeling mean this morning. I'm just saying, man, and, and it works against the unforgiver. Works on them harder, amen, than that that you, that you need to forgive. It's like a cancer. It'll eat you up. Cause a lot of sickness and pain and heartaches and disappointments. Amen. Working against us, both mentally and spiritually and can become physically. If it's not dealt with. Praise God. So, good lesson Amen. Thank God that Jesus Christ that could answer that question. And he does it often. Amen. Forgiving. Forgiving and showing that authority to forgive. And there's no way we'll be able to cover even in the three and a half years of the Lord's ministry and his walk. Amen. Throughout Galilee and the shores of Galilee and, and Capernaum. Capernaum is one of the main the focus today in this particular city and a place where it became actually, as one writer is going to put it, we're going to see, uh, he talks about the home and a uh, place that he visited on a pretty regular basis and, and done some great things for individuals. And to the point and to the place that uh, they could just announce that he's back. That he's back. Amen. And everybody knew who he's talking about. It's kind of like, you know, when you say the book. Very, very few people would not understand what you're talking about when you just use that term, the book. And I know that's slipping away from us, too, because we're raising so many generations that don't know anything about church, don't know anything about God. They never, they never owned a Bible. They never opened the lids of the Bible. 
and then they're raising children even worse than that. And, uh, but uh, thank God that we're still, uh, to at least the most part, has a little idea about the Bible. Uh, at least it, when it's referred to as the book, they didn't have an idea. They may not confine John 3.16. <laughs> they may not tell you if Genesis is the first book or the last book in the Bible. Amen. But at least some kind of recognition that there's the Bible, the Word of God. Focus verse is found in Mark 2 and 10. But that he may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth. I believe it's written with purpose. You know, there's a lot of things that we like to maybe put off and put, you know, in the heavens. The power, and the authority. In. But you know what? I sometimes don't think we realize the power and the authority that we have been introduced to on the earth. On the earth. So. As, as we watch this and the power of Jesus Christ and even those that rebuttaled against him and even some that should have known because they knew the scriptures. At least when we say the scriptures here, it's the law. It's the Old Testament. And they knew it. Man, but they come up short to recognize. And, but there is a power and an authority. Man, when it manifests itself, are you hearing me this morning? It's just something about authority and power. When it manifests itself, it doesn't even matter what kind of vessel it's coming out of. You have to step back and give recognition to it. And this is exactly what Jesus Christ in this lesson is, is performing and bringing out. Even into a greater depthness and power than just in miracles, in physical miracles. Now, they're going to work hand in hand. But the physical miracle that took place in our lesson today was simply to manifest because which one is easier? Let that soak in for a minute. Let me ask us something today. Is it really easy to forgive? Should it be real easy to forgive? As a disciple of Jesus Christ. None of us has never been treated like our Lord. None of us has never experienced words or actions like Jesus. None of us. None of us has ever been on a cross and nailed to it and been beaten to a point, to a place that he, he, he wasn't even recognizable. His Mary couldn't recognize him as her own son. Huh. You're talking about pain and agony, weakness, that he couldn't even bear the cross and carry it, amen, to the heel. Because we all know, we all know, in times of pain, in times of weakness, it's those are the hardest times to forgive. But if we can ever just pray over it, we ever kind of get back on top of it, we ever get, it's, it's a little easier, and sometimes it takes time. 
But you and I, we all know what the scriptures taught us, that even in that time and moment of his life, when they was wagging their heads and making mockery, and whenever they told him, if you'll come off of that cross, we'll, we'll serve you, we'll believe in you. But in all of that, he still had the ability, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Man, you talk about a powerful force because if the spirit of forgiveness flows through an individual and even a local assembly, and let me say this, and if it's, if it's hesitant to flow through members of the body, it will affect the body of being able to forgive. And I've, I've stepped into something I wasn't really expecting this morning. Praise God. And um, you know what? If this is what sits on the throne of our hearts, our minds and spirit, I promise you, this is an area where you'll make the journey. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter who it comes from. It doesn't matter how painful it might be. It doesn't matter how much it took from us. But if this rules in our hearts, our minds and spirits, I'm going to forgive. Come on. Even Peter addressed the Lord about this topic. How often do I have to forgive my brother? Just seven times. How many chances do I have to give him? I listened to a guy yesterday in the hardware store making some statements, talked to another guy, talking about their neighbor and didn't do him right, and amen. And he said, hey, he said, you can do me wrong. We'll do me one time. He said, it's done. It's over with her. And they want to claim to be Christians. They can say what they want to. And I'm, 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 I don't mean this with a mean spirit, by no means. But I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time for the fivefold ministry and saints of God and Holy Ghost-filled people, Start standing up and saying, hey, wait a minute. You better check your walk with God because you can't have that spirit and you can't have that attitude. In fact, Jesus taught us if they come and borrow it and don't bring it back and they come back and want it again, give it to them. Forgiveness. And this is, this is the only way that it can really happen because if the spirit of forgiveness flows in the power and the authority that the Word of God and what Jesus Christ has taught us. Can I say this without being offensive? Because I, I'm, I'm not saying this to be offended. Nobody. I just wonder what would happen to our divorce courts. I just wonder what would happen to a lot of families and a lot of homes that's so broken up they hadn't talked to one another for years. I just, you know, forgiveness, the power of it. And it's got to flow out of here. It's got to flow out of here. They, when that individual walks in this place, they got to feel that, that authority in the house, that power. Because they know, unless I find forgiveness, I'm never really going to find deliverance. I've rooted up something here I wasn't expecting this morning. I'm being honest with you. Uh, maybe I should say God rooted up something here. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. Can it be that, that maybe some of us is, hadn't progressed no further than what we have in God? It's because we haven't been willing to really forgive. Some things just way back. I, 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 I'm not saying that they were right. I'm not even saying that, that, that you're, the pain and the, the, the unwillingness to forgive is not, not justified in a way. But, but for you to grow, and for you to, to be blessed of God, and for you to move forward, you've got to forgive. In fact, the scriptures are so powerful on this. Jesus taught us, our Father taught us. He said, if we don't forgive, neither can he forgive us. God's talking to us here this morning. Because the question by the scribes were, who does this man think he is that he can forgive sin? Where's this power and authorities come from? So the response of the Lord simply is going to be, well, let's just see. As we watch this man and he responds to it and watch him to be healed and to be brought up out of that bed and to be healed. And he picks, so I don't want to get too far ahead of my head. So, so let's watch this. There's, there's so much. You really begin to dig into the scriptures and find out what's being said. The truth about God is God, Jesus has the power and authority to forgive sins. And through Jesus Christ, we have, let me ask you some. Do you believe we have the power and the gifts to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover? All right. If we have the power, boy, this is in the lesson. If Jesus had the power, amen, to raise him up and to heal him, he also had the power to forgive him. Don't, don't play games with God, amen, to have faith, amen, to pray for the sick and raise them up and not have the power to forgive them either. reason that we don't see the miracles and wonders and signs even in the apostolic movement is because there's such a lackness of forgiveness even among the brethren starting at the pulpit with men of God because they work together and they work hand in hand Praise God. Truth for my life, I will trust that God will. God will forgive my sins. I'll confess them if I have a broken heart, contrite spirit. Man, if I, I realize, I, I've, and we're all there. Come on, we're in earthen vessels, folks. We know that. And hey, the battle's real in there. The snares, the traps, and things of that nature, and life, and life, dealing with life, and the, uh, the challenges of life, and walking through the, this life and this world, and time, and, and we'd all probably be shocked this morning if our spiritual eyes were really open, and we, have, we could really see some of the things, the opposition that maneuvers against us, and wars against us on a daily basis. 
thank God the battle belongs to the Lord. Because we've been bought with a price. Because we have taken on a name. That name is Jesus. We have been washed in his blood. We've raised up a newness of power and authority. We didn't, just, we didn't just repent and didn't do anything else about it. No, we followed through with the gospel. We followed through with the, with the word of God. And we were baptized in his name. And we took upon his name. And the scripture in Old Testament and New Testament has taught us many times how for his name's sake, for his name's sake, how that God would deploy the miraculous and do supernatural things for us and help us, amen, to win the battle, to win the race to finish the course to become to that expected end that God is expecting for each and every one of us as a as a vessel of his I'm telling you it's God's I mean with the spirit of the Lord there is we don't mention that tomorrow there is what liberty and so what who, what do we house what what's in here what measure and it's enough it's enough amen we didn't we don't have it like Jesus had it he had it without measure but you and I but it's enough the experience of the Holy Ghost and the power of God that's in our life to to guide us to order and direct us and help us and strengthen us and comfort us Amen. That we can forgive. Amen. There's a reason for that. <coughs> and I know I'm not on the, the lesson so much right now. I'm just. Why is it so important to forgive? Because offenses leads to betraying. And betraying will lead to murder. It's in your Bible. Jesus taught us this. And there's not a greater murdering taking place. That when I kill somebody spiritually. Because <coughs> it's worse. It's worse. Amen. Than just a physical killing. <laughs> they may still be alive and walking upon this earth and in this life. But as far as their soul. As far as their spirit. And, and the power of God in their lives could be dead. Because of offenses. We're warned in the scriptures about that. There, you know, you can win a whole city and won't win this guy. Amen. So, and when we are unwilling to forgive, when we are unwilling to, to walk in that manner, in that power, demonstration. So, let's, let's back up now. Let's start with the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and the preaching of the Lord. And, and this process begins to unfold. And I'm going to use a lot of scripture here this morning. Uh, out of Mark 1 and 2 especially, and then some even out of Matthew 4. And we could have went over to John, but Lord knows we just couldn't touch all of this. Some of the chronological orders and uh, things, how it, uh, things played and come through. you got to remember, Jesus accomplished, achieved all this in three and a half years. Jesus was very busy. Jesus was on the move every single day. He was, he was out to witness. He was out to affect lives and, and go to certain places and touch individuals. And, 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 and as he was discipling uh, the disciples and things that would unfold take place as, as this would un- take place in their lives. And so uh, even when you begin, and he talks about the beginning of the lesson, amen, because of Capernaum and the visitation. When you go to Matthew 4. And there you begin to pick up. And actually the 12th verse says, And now when Jesus had heard that John was cast into the prison, he departed into Galilee. He departed. He came out of from that geographical location, made his way 
into Galilee. This is where Capernaum, Capernaum is one of the cities in Galilee, and this is where he's going to go. And he it actually becomes, as one writer talks about it in Mark 2 and 1 in your scripture lessons, actually, talks about the home, and, and there's a lot said about the home itself. I heard Brother Booker one time preach about the home, this particular home, and uh, he had done some studying on it. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I heard the message. And, but anyway, he, and there's a lot of your scholars and all, likens this particular home unto Peter's home. That this was Peter's home, and they was brought there. And there's Peter, amen, and, and then James and John that was with him. And the Bible says that Andrew, amen, so they had taken up a bowl there. Because you're going to watch after he comes into this home and after the things that happen unfold here. Uh, one of the things you're going to see that Peter's mother-in-law was prayed for. He touched her. She had a fever, and she was in bed, and, and so he, he, he ministers to her and touch her, and God miraculously kills her, and the fever leaves her, and she gets up and starts ministering, working and laboring, amen, tending to Jesus and tending to the disciples, and those are the, the, the guests of the home, the guests of the house, and, and uh, so you know what? Jesus was willing to visit homes and visit places, and individuals was willing. How many churches and large churches of today that started out just in somebody's front porch? Amen. Somebody's house. And, and you can go to the book of Acts and you see before they ever had what we would call uh, the house of God. Or maybe even synagogues. But most of the time they wasn't because the Jews had synagogues. And, and so the custom of Jesus would be go to these synagogues. And he done this on a regular basis. It was actually the scripture talks about like it is unto a custom. And even the disciples done this. After you get into the book of Acts, go to these synagogues. And there they would preach and teach. And there would be opportunities for them to, to speak unto to the Jews or speak to those that was among them and in the, this particular group of people and so even here we're going to see this happen but when you go back and look at this and leaving Nazareth he came and dwelt in Capernaum which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zebulun and Nathan Again, the next first couple of verses, and I don't have them, but anyway, it talks about this is prophecy being fulfilled. And so we we watching Jesus Christ being God manifest in the flesh, but Jesus didn't, he, his flesh just didn't get to do what it wanted to do. He couldn't just get up when he wanted to get up. He couldn't just go to bed when he wanted to go to bed. He couldn't just go to any city he wanted to go to. I mean, there is a order. There is a scheduling, amen, by God that's ordained by God, amen, into Jesus Christ as life. Most of us really don't like this order. Most of us would rather have a man to do our own thing, to walk like we want to walk and go where we want to go. I mean, it's just a lot easier, you know, if, if, if there was no restrictions and those rules and regulations. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people don't mind rules and regulations if you pay them enough. They'll go buy the garments, you know, they'll go buy this and buy that. And, you know, they'll get up at four o'clock in the morning. Okay. If you're paying them enough an hour, they're going to show up. They're not going to be late. Well, I jumped on something here, didn't I? But I'm just telling that's the way it is. But why? Because money. You know, we look at the benefits, amen. And, and so if there's enough benefits, enough money involved, we're willing, to, we're willing to take on the task. We're willing to, amen, to, to put up the persecution or take on the trial. 
And so Jesus Christ leaves us an example in a lot more ways than sometimes we realize and even cure. Amen. Hey, I believe, I believe he got up that morning on that way in John, the fourth chapter. He had a particular well he had to go to. He had a particular time he had to be there. And God, God did not. Amen. God did not just transform them all there. He had to get up and be busy about it and pick up the pace. Come on, boys. We got to go. Come on. And in fact, when he gets there, the Bible makes it very plain that he's weary in his body, that he's thirsty. Amen. Even to the point that the disciples did not fuss with him or with him. Maybe it could be they was hungry and thirsty and too. And so they all decided to go back, go into town. Amen. To go into McDonald's. I mean, everybody had to go get Jesus a lunch. <laughs> but we know what, really what was going on there. Amen. What was transpiring. Jesus wanted them all to go into lunch because they was going to mess up. Amen. Who he's fixing a witness to. And, but, but to see the scheduling that had to take place. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of times we, you know, some of you look at me like I'm a little whatever, but I'm more accurate here than you think I am. I'm more correct. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ didn't have a glorified body. You don't know. He might have had sinus headaches too. Back aches, knee aches. He might have got up that morning and fit on a little... And I can imagine some of them. Matthew, you know, tax collector. Man, I'm a nine-to-five guy, man. What do you mean? It's six o'clock. <laughs> you better come on or you'll be left behind. Amen. So our flesh, our carnality, amen, that we have to deal with. It's an earthen vessel. But to, 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 so we have to war with this. That's the reason the Bible has instructed us about the warfare that goes on in the mind, Amen of the heart and the passion. That's the reason people, amen, if you have a passion for something, you have a real affection and find great pleasure in doing things, amen, you don't mind paying the extra dollars to do it. Well, others would look at you and say, man, there's no way I would get up and go out there at, at 5 o'clock in the morning to load up some stupid hounds and, 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 and you know, it's, 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 it's snowing and it's doing this and doing that. And we don't do that no more, but we used to. And of course, thank God it don't snow. Maybe that's really don't snow down here too much but anyway some people look at that and say that's so crazy but if you've got a passion for it and you enjoy doing that and, and you go and get out there and you stand on the stand and year after year you don't never you don't shoot anything and finally all of a sudden you know in five seconds here it comes bow, bow, boom, bow, and it's over and you pray and hope you got him <laughs> and some people say that's but we all got we all got it may be fishing, it may be hunting, it may be, uh, may be going on vacations, it may be other events, amen. The things that we take great joy and great pleasure in, amen. There's certain foods and certain drinks, amen, that you're willing to go that extra. Why? Because you find pleasure in that and you find enjoyment in that. And so you're willing. And so watch this. That's the reason, you know, that we're taught about the first love and, and keeping that first love alive and, and burning, amen. Because if you'll keep that first love, hallelujah, you'll never reach a point in place, amen, that it's, a, it's too much of a sacrifice to go to church. It's too much a sacrifice to walk in the Holy Ghost. It's too much a sacrifice to live right and talk right. It's too much a sacrifice, amen, to, to forgive. I kind of set us up, didn't I? Hmm. 
You know, it's amazing if we really like the fellow, if we really, you know, really care for that individual. We want them to be our best friend. Man, they can talk about us and really cute us, but we quickly will forgive them. But what about that? We really don't, you know, we, we use this, you know, and, well, and I'm trying to be careful here, but uh, at the same time, you know, you know, this, this chemistry stuff. And we use these spirits about things and say, well, we just don't see eye to eye and we just don't get along. And so, so we just, you know, we, we, we just are going to... But I'm thankful today that Jesus didn't feel that way toward anybody. Well, I'm fixing steps another. Let me ask you something. You cannot find how in the world that Jesus. Now, Scripture makes it plain to us. Jesus knew who, who was going to deceive him. Okay? Jesus knew whenever he picked them that one of them was the devil. But nowhere in the three and a half years of the ministry and the disciples walking with Jesus Christ did Matthew, Peter, Andrew, John that laid on his breast that loved him so much ever picked up one moment or one time that Judas was the man. You know why? Because Jesus had done forgave him before the act ever transpired. In the heart and the spirit and the mind of this man called Jesus, forgiveness flowed just as easily as love. <laughs> That's the reason he could show compassion on people that never deserved it. That's the reason he could show compassion on people that never asked for it. I'm telling you, the church is the most powerful unity on the face of the earth. The church is the only thing that can stop the power of the devil. The church is the only thing that can stop the power of hatred and envy and strive and bitterness. The church, amen, that's you and I, that's the vessels of God. But it all comes from forgiveness because everybody's got to have it. I tell you before, this week's out the coming week. Somebody's going to somebody's going to offend you. Somebody's going to cross up with you. Somebody, you got to forgive somebody. It could be your mom, your dad, your spouse, your son, your daughter. Amen. It could be a total stranger. But you the power of forgiveness. But when we're unwilling, because we're living in a world that's un unwilling to forgive. No, you done my, my people wrong. You done my people wrong 10,000 years ago. And so we're going we're gonna to do what's right. You, you got to pay. All these rights coming out of the closets. You know why? And, and, and you know what's a shame? A lot of them wants to use this as the platform. Use this as a platform. Amen. To acquire that, to accomplish that. Man, when forgiveness flows, you know, that's the reason it's when individuals walk into the house of God. And they see the love of God, and they, they see the joy of the Lord, and they see brothers and sisters from all different walks of life. They pull in the parking lot, and there's all the mobiles sitting out there. From <laughs> let me say, let me let me. There's all the mobiles sitting out there from two thousand dollars to to a hundred thousand. There's probably not neither one for either one of those. Okay, out there, I'm just trying to. <laughs> and, and as they walk in, they start observing, and, and they may know some people in the church, and and some of them's got minimum wage jobs. And, and some of them's got, you know, own businesses. And some of them are, are teachers. And some of them are, 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 are janitors. And some of them, a man is this or that, from one extreme of life to the other. But they see an energy here. And they feel an energy. And they feel a presence. And they feel a love. 
And they see such a unity. They don't, they don't watch people, amen, when certain ones walk in, that they go on the other side of the aisle and just ignore them. And, you know, they see that at Walmart, but, but not at the house of God. But they see people that loves one another. And let me ask, I didn't ask some response. I'm getting on to me. I'm going to work on this. Myself on a personal basis. I'm going to start being a part of my prayer. God, help me forgive today. Now, I've worked on it before. You know why? Because I, I realize certain words. You know, I ask God to erase some things out of my mind. Do you remember what so and so said? Well, come think about it. Don't be honest. <laughs> what did? No, don't tell me. I don't want to. Apparently, God didn't want me to remember that. I'm walking the Holy Ghost this morning. <laughs> Woo! Because there's something about the power of forgiveness. It'll unify anybody from any walk of life, any gender, any color, any nation, the whole world. You know, the greatest forgiver of all is, is the one that's going to sit on the throne. The greatest forgiver of all is going to be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. The forgiver of all is the one that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess to. <laughs> the authority to forgive. I wonder what would happen as you and I begin to purpose in our lives and saying, you know what? I'm going to start using the authority that Jesus gave me. And that authority is to forgive. I'm not going to let what others, it doesn't matter who they are, moms, dads. Because, hey, we're living in a generation now, man, broken homes and divided homes and children are raised in such horrible atmospheres. Brother Cody March really got on, really helped us on Friday night with that, didn't he? Not just through a troop, but over the wall. I'm over that. It's done. And the only way it can be over and done, forgive. Hey, I am walking in the Holy Ghost this morning. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. And if we can really get a hold of this. You know why some people are so mad at the law? <laughs> now, someone probably was mishandled. And then there's some, amen, they was guilty, but they got caught. And they, so there, you can go, forgiveness. Forgiveness. So let's get into the lesson here today. Let's, let's really begin to uh, watch what began to unfold in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And uh, I know my time will probably work on me this morning, but uh, we're going to do our best, cover as much as we can. Actually, when you begin, and you look back at the first chapter of Mark, and all the writers, you know, used, because it really depended on who they was writing to. And uh, how much quoting of Old Testament and uh, things of that nature trying to uh, help us to understand the life of Jesus and the, uh, their time of that ministry and what was going to happen and what was going to unfold and take place. And uh, so when you look back at Mark 1, you're going to see um, they went into Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught and they were astonished at his doctrines. Boy, we've been on that one, haven't we? 
For he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Watch, watch how this authority stuff works. This power stuff. I mean, we're living in a world. We're living in a nation that's hungry for power. That's hungry for authority. For, for leadership and controlship. And they want to call the shots. And they want, to, they want to, to manipulate. And this is the way it ought to be. And this is how it should be. And things of that nature. And so... And there was there in the synagogue a man with what an unclean spirit. And he cried out, um, saying, let us along. Now watch this. I just wonder how often this, un, this guy with this unclean spirit had been in the synagogue. I just wonder how many services he'd done showed up to. But he was never recognized. Now the writer of the lesson begins to talk about this, this guy having this rough voice. and Like some big devil. But you know what? We better be careful with some of that. Scriptures warned us to be careful how we uh, strangers because we may have an encounter with angels. I'm going to tell you something. The, one of the greatest deceitful powers of the devil is to act and, and, and look and have the appearance of a saint of God. And be full of the devil. And know when to shoot those fiery darts with this. How to maneuver. And keep certain things stirred up in the body. Or hinder or prevent certain things from ever transpiring. Because that's really what that was all about. And one of the best. What would happen if, if all the other nations could get two or three in the White House? In positions and offices. So it works the same way here. And maybe he did. Maybe he did. You know, I don't know. He might have growled out. He might have barked at him. I don't know. I just know the Spirit spoke out now. Saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, and the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. And even at that point, we see that, amen, how that when the unclean spirit had torn him. That unclean spirit, you know, he didn't just, just no. He still took a moment with that body and, and that resistance and rebellious and having to come out of that body, torning him. And so this is one of the first encounters we read of Capernaum. And in the synagogue of what happens and what takes place in this particular city. So there is uh, some things begin to happen in this city. And you know as well as I do, when certain things start happening in the city, the words begins to get out. Amen. And, and I'm sure there were some that began to talk. And maybe it was in that service. And watch this displayed and how it unfolded. And, and uh, begin to take place. They begin to say, hey, did you hear about Jesus? Did you hear about what happened in the synagogue the last Sabbath? Man. And so the word begins to get out and about Jesus and about what begins to transpire. And so... As Jesus' ministry continues on, and, and in the latter part, amen, of that same chapter of Mark, you're going to read it of another time where Jesus, where it was a leopard man came to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him, If thou will, thou can make me clean. Now come on, leprosy. Leprosy, man. This is something, 
And uh, as far as we know, uh, that I, I've been able to find out, possibly outside of Naaman, this is the only one that's ever killed of a leprosy in this manner and form. A man, Jesus is speaking to him and are touching him. Said, I will, thy will touch me. And, and you got to understand, what, what he, why, did, why was that so important to him? Leprosy was contagious, and, and especially by touching him or, or, you know, hugging him. You know, it's one thing, stay unclean, unclean. They'd have to stand a distance. And all you stayed at a distance, you was pretty safe. But if you got close enough and you began to touch them, you was prone to subject a man. And so there's a likeness to sin to this. Touch not the unclean. Why? Because you become unclean like it. And so whenever you join hands and you start uh, in conversation and activities with, with sin or ungodly, this will pollute you and contaminate you. Amen. And so all this works together. And so here we're going to see that, that he calls out to Jesus. And, and, say, and so Jesus, what did Jesus move with? He moved with compassion. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you, compassion. Hallelujah. And put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately, immediately the leprosy departed, amen, from him. And he was cleansed and he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away and said to him, See thou say nothing to any man. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell them where it's come from, who blessed you, who done this. He said, You just go, amen, and show them, amen, to the priest of, of the Moses and, and, show, and, and the, 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 the rites and needs go there and what needs to be fulfilled according to Leviticus there was a process that needed to take place but you know what the Bible says but he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad he was on fire man he was blaze I mean how could he keep this he, he, he had been healed of leprosy and so he couldn't contain himself he couldn't hold himself back because why because now he was walking in contact with people at one time he was having to holler out to them unclean unclean and some of them were saying well that's so and so he was unclean yesterday I, I, I seen him yesterday he had to be at a far distance and he had to be separated from me. What does he think he's doing? And so the word is out. And then when you pick back up at the second chapter of Mark, and again, he entered into Capernaum after some days. And it was noised that he was in the house. It was noised. It was it's kind of like revival when revival breaks out and you start hearing of people receiving the Holy Ghost and you start hearing of people being healed of cancer and you start hearing of people being delivered and set free. Um, so, so let me back up just a little bit now. Now, you, you, I just wonder what they were expecting on this, in the synagogue on that Sabbath when Jesus was there and this unclean spirit and this guy begins to scream out. I just wonder how many of them looked at the watch and said, oh, oh, the roast is going to burn. <laughs> man, we've never had church like this before. Never has a man ever spake like this man with authority. See, see, we've been geared and fashioned and formed even by our nation and through military, by, by ruling with the iron hand all said and done. I mean, we come through the West, and it's who could draw the fastest and shoot the straightest. And now we're living at a time it's who's got the silver tongue, and who can get into those courtrooms and persuade or, or pay off the. It all still works the same. Authority and power, you know, you can't sit back. You can't. No, you got to take it, man. You can't. You can't be fearful. You can't be afraid. You got to be arrogant. You got to be high mind. You got to have confidence in yourself. You can whip anything. That's what's, that's a world, that's the, 
you know, God, if you don't handle this, I will. Well, I just lost a whole, whole message here this morning, which you may like. Lord, have mercy. The power. Listen to what I'm saying. Look how Jesus operated. Even with the guy with the unclean spirit. He told him, hey, be silent. He shut him up. Hmm. Brother Ford's talking about, I believe his brother Lee Stone King here, going on to some flight somewhere. He's sitting up by a guy and I think he, he was tired or whatever. Anyway, this guy would just. Brother Lee Stone King prays for him. Says something about, in Jesus' name. He said, that guy slept the whole flight. He said, when that thing touched the ground. So that guy raised his head up. Man. Well, you can say, you know what. But, but, but God knows. And God knows how to work for us. I mean, we just sung the song. Whose battle is it? <laughs> and so if, we, if we're really saying that we trust in you, God. God, I'm going to forgive, and vengeance is yours, and you'll take care of it. And if, if, if anything, though, now watch what Jesus said. Forgive them, for they know not what to do. Hey, if Jesus hadn't forgave them. Now watch the first martyr, a man of the New Testament, called James. What did he do? When they was taking stones and stone and gnashing upon him with their teeth. Man, as far as I'm concerned, that's one of the most painful things you can probably experience. But he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We're living in a world today, if you look at somebody wrong, they shoot your head. I mean, if you cut them off in the vehicle, man, even though you, you know, you're strange to the place and you're just trying to get over and get an exit, you know, I'm just trying to get off here. I'm just trying. They go to blowing the horn and, and you know, and, you know what I mean. You're number one. And, and, and sometimes, you know, Drive by and it got that gun poking out at you. You know what the problem is? We're full of unforgiveness and bitter and envy. And all this stirs up murder to destroy. Who is our father when we're out to destroy? Both with the tongue or with actions. And that's that's the reason this lesson is so important this morning. Get a, get an understanding of the authority. To forgive. And so as it begins the process, the straightway many were gathered together in so much that the house was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. They had this place packed out, all the entrance. And, 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 and Brother Booker went into great details of the size of the house. And, and, and it was a large house. And it was a custom, amen, to having these kind of gatherings and things of that nature. And, but it, so I, I don't go all that. But, but so here we are with this great host of people. Now, now understand, everybody wasn't there, amen, on behalf of Jesus. Christ and amen there was probably just as many there trying to find fault and trying to find error and trying to find means and way to rob him amen of, of, of the recognition and the drawing powers amen that he had that's the reason they didn't care for Jesus Christ because it was taking the authority and the power away from the scribes amen and the synagogues amen and the law and the way it was set up the Jews themselves amen rejected him and turned away from him and you know what amen if we're not careful that same 
spirits can get into the church because if I don't get a certain position, if I don't get a certain this or certain recognition, amen, in certain places, amen, that same old spirit can rise up within us and it don't become about, it don't become about Jesus Christ and it don't become about the kingdom of God and it don't become about, we lose that, amen, about souls. No, we begin to reach a place about me. Did you know that anointings and callings and gifting from God can cause that to happen in us? If we're not careful, if we don't keep a prayer life, if we don't keep the, the power of forgiveness flowing, because I'm, let, me, let, me, let me say something here. Anybody that's used of God in any measure whatsoever, you're going to be attacked. You're going to be attacked, buddy. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be run down. You're going to be criticized. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be lied about. Amen. But to keep the flow of God and the heartbeat of God and the mission of God, you've got to let forgiveness flow. And if that moment you quit letting forgiveness flow and you start, amen, what? Huh. Evil for evil. Arrow for arrow, can I say. Now, most of the time it's with this. It can lead to the other. But Jesus didn't let them distract him. Jesus would not let them call him from what he was called to do. The mission that God had set before him. Remember now, this is a God thing in a God kingdom. It's not a man's. It's a God thing. So, when Jesus saw, well, let me, when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof. Now, we, we don't know. And, 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 and I, you know, I believe the Bible doesn't fill in some blanks for us so we can. I, I don't know how many of you remember years ago I preached a message about these four guys and and, you know, I even got some up here, and we had the altars at that time. And we, we, tote, we toted those altars back and forth. And we talked about, you know, they didn't fuss and fight who was going to be in the head and who was going to be at the feet. We don't even know. The Scripture don't tell us if that was brothers, friends, neighbors, or who it was that had joined in. But there was one thing about it. Hey, Jesus is back, and he's in the house. And this time, because this time, because you weren't able, you was bound to a, to a couch. You was bound to a bed, and you don't have the power of the only. But you know what? It's our faith. It's our faith that's going to get you there. It's our faith that initiated it and said, you know what? We've heard he's back in town, and we're going to get him to Jesus. Don't ever underestimate the power of your prayers. Don't ever underestimate the power of your witnessing and into propelling people to come to the house of God hey, that's what it takes and, and so all four of them amen and you know what when they got there I don't know if discouraged them got a hold of them I don't I just think you're saying well we're just going to find another way we're just going to find another means we're going to get him into the presence of the Lord now remember Jesus Christ knows Jesus Christ knows exactly what's going on outside them doors he knows exactly who's coming he knew exactly just like he knew who was going to be at that well that morning he knew that there was going to be four that was going to be bringing him up and he was already setting the stage he was already putting it in motion. He was already in the teaching and the instruction that was taking place. He knew a moment. I'm sure whenever he heard a little bit of scratching on the roof, he said, well, there they are. <laughs> Amen. It sounded like chickens up there, you know, all of a sudden. They begin to tear that roof off. And, and maybe a little dirt started falling in. And, you know, like here, you know, things distract us. <laughs> 
Amen. And, and we get to watch that. You know, somebody gets up and go out to the bathroom. Everybody watches them. <laughs> Things like this. And, and first, you should know, you say, oh, man, what did he say? And then we ask somebody what they said. They missed what they said next. And, you know, it just kind of leads on from that. But anyway, you get the dirt starts falling out. And maybe even with Jesus, he might have even stopped at one point in time. You know, because now they're getting a pretty good hole and making a pretty good mess. And, and, and you know, they weren't about, weren't about making a mess. They weren't worried about who's going to clean it up. I don't even know if they had a title on the house. I don't know if they had a deed. Amen. I don't know whose house it belonged. Now, some says Peter, but Peter was in the kingdom business. So he wasn't going to bother Peter. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus is in the house. And when Jesus is in the house, he'll take care of what's going to go on, whatever's going to happen. Amen. If we tear up this house, let's tear it up. If Jesus is in the house and Jesus is doing the work, let's let it happen. Let's don't worry about all of that. But the kill, you can watch him. Amen. The dirt may begin to. And possibly Jesus just stops. And, and the body's kind of, kind of looking up and he's just watching. So everybody's watching now. Eyes are not on the Lord now. They're on, they're on what's going on in the ceiling up there. And all of a sudden, here's Lord down. This guy that's, I hope they strapped him to the cot. I don't know what they've done. Now, we talk about their faith, but you know what? Sometimes it takes a lot of faith. <laughs> you ever been in one of them situations where somebody's you, getting you down the hill or something? <laughs> Boy, I hope you guys, are, man, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> Amen. Don't let go. <laughs> and so here he comes. <laughs> but the Bible makes it clear. Their faith. And the first thing out of his mouth. Thy sins are forgiven. And those scribes that was in the house. Was among them. Reasoned. They didn't jump up and holler. They didn't make a scene. But in their hearts they reasoned. Just who does he think he is? Only God can forgive sin. Now, uh, if I took you back to some scriptures, I could take you back to Isaiah and take you back to other scriptures uh, and how they were taught through the Old Testament that God is the one, amen, that blots out transgressions. That God and only God, and God is the only Savior. Come on, folks. Man, you're talking about one God message. You're talking about the display that Jesus Christ was what? He was Matthew 1, 23, the Messiah, God with us. Amen. And that's the reason Jesus Christ, amen, as a Savior of the world, could look at that guy and just as easy say, thy sins be forgiven. And I, I don't know. I guess, you know, watch this. You know, some could say, well, I, I don't know if he repented. I don't know. You know what? The actions alone prove that he was willing to repent. The actions alone showing that he was in a state mind. Hallelujah. Let's get him to the house of God. If they're here, folks, amen, let's, let's make sure we welcome them. Let's love them. Let's, let's show them forgiveness and show them the love of God. Amen. If they pulled up on the parking lot, amen, surely that, that action alone is saying, hey, I want to be touched by the Lord. I want a visitation from God. Amen. Unless they're like the scribe, but you know what? God will take care of them. God knows how to work all this out. He knows how to put it all together. But the real key is for you and I is to be able to walk in true forgiveness. Amen. Never let things get a hold of us and, and a hold of our hearts, our minds, our spirit that would hinder the building of the kingdom of God. Ever how God wants to work it out. Ever how God wants to, put, I mean, the Bible's taught us it's God that puts us in place. What pleases Him. And according to our service ability. You know, that's what it's all about. I just want to find where God wants me to be, and I want to stay there and give it my best. 
And if it's a 30% compared to some of the others, that ain't a big deal. It's not a big deal. And you know what? I pray for those guys. I'm praying for those camp meeting preachers. I'm praying God would mightily use them. I'm praying God would mightily anoint them. I'm praying for those that's leading their services. I'm praying for those that's singing the songs and picking the songs. Amen. I, I didn't go there to criticize and to tear it down and pick. And no, no, I went there praying. You know why? Because soldiers in the house. The kingdom of God's in the house. We want to move with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I need it. Everybody needs it. So I'm praying God anoint them. God use them. Amen. Put words in their mouth. Help them, God. Amen. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to give. Amen. Why? Because I want it to be blessed. I pray that Hattiesburg's not the same after, after Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night. That, 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 that in the spiritual realm, that something took place and transpired there. And he wouldn't just stop in Hattiesburg. It would make its way out to every local assembly. All the way into Florida and Alabama and Texas and all the states that's involved in it. Huh. Why? Because it's about souls. It's about eternity and in an in in individual in this house would want anybody to go to hell. Think about it. That's really it's so important to forgive. That's really it's so important, amen, that how I handle my brother and sister. How I love the other members of the body, regardless of who they are. Regardless of where they come from. So what if it's old preacher's kid? That was safe to do. It's that one, this one. No, we're going to love them all. Care for all of them. Why? There's a soul. It's a soul, a soul. And so, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain the scribes sitting there, reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately, when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether... Is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise, and take up thy bed, and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And the Bible says immediately he arose and took up the bed. And went forth before them all. Insomuch that they were all amazed. And glorified God saying we never saw it on this fashion. You talk about forgiveness. Amen. Now they struggled with that first statement. But man they all wanted to glorify God. Is anybody getting a revelation this morning of the power of forgiveness? <laughs> you cause the power of unforgiveness means that we got somebody strapped down. We got somebody limited. The power of unforgiveness has got us built into some walls and some boundaries. 
Why is all that so important? And I know my time's running out, and, and I'm gonna, but let me just bring a few scriptures to your hearing here this morning as we, we would try to close out here. Isaiah put it this way in 118. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Let's come and reason together. That's what the house of God's all about. That's what coming together. And it's not just for the sinners. It's for the saints of God too. We can come and reason together. We can come and get our, our minds back and our hearts. And Come on, David talks about it being out there and almost slipping until he gets to the house of God. Amen. And then he gets his focus back. And Why? Because out there in the storm, out there in the fiery darts, and out there observing others that live wicked and, 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 and bitter and all that, but seem to be prospering. But what are they prospering in? Because Jesus said you can gain the whole world but lose your soul. What have you gained? Psalms 51 and 9 says, Hide thy face from my sins. Blot out all of my iniquities. Isaiah 43 and 11 says, I, Even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. 44 and 22 says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. As a cloud thy sins return unto me. I have redeemed thee. Twenty. Two times the prophet Isaiah writes about being redeemed. His people Israel and Jacob. And how often throughout the scriptures he talks about redeeming them and reconciling them. Thank God for a God. Amen. He not only just forgave us for one, but what about all through the process. But you know what? I want to follow the example of Jesus Christ. I want to follow the example of my heavenly father. I want to have a quick and an easy spirit to forgive and put it under my feet and put it behind us. Just like he put the sins behind you. Listen to what he says. Amen. Because I'm going to put it behind me. You go to, to, to Micah. 5, 7 and 18. Who is a God like unto thee, that part of the iniquity that passes by the transgressions of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He delighteth in showing compassion. He delighteth in showing forgiveness. Hey, it's a better man and a better woman that's willing to forgive and do it. Not just be lip service, but mean it with everything in them. Their actions, their conducts, their ways. Hey man, when you really forgive give. When those individuals come into your, your presence, amen, that, that, that attitude or that old spirit shouldn't rise up in us. Those looks are, are forsaken them and not willing to speak to them. All that's easier said than done. I can promise you that. It's all easier said than done. But it is a key. It's a very important key. I'm telling you, there's a lack of forgiveness in this nation. It's got us in a lot of the mess we're in. But people really forgive and put it under them, put it behind them. I will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities. And thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. We stand in this house this morning. You go to Acts, the third chapter. This chapter of the lame man being healed. And the next message 
amen, that Peter, uh, part of this that he begins to preach and give to those that's been their attention and brought at Solomon's porch now. And they're listening to the apostle Peter. He says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Let me tell you something. When true repentance happens to us, there's going to be a refreshing. True forgiveness from God and from us. There's such a refreshing, such an uplifting, such an energy. Amen. Could it be that a lot of the bondage and burdens of life and disappointments of life simply because we have been unwilling to forgive somewhere? I'd love to tell you that, oh, well, it'll be all right. It won't. But I'm here to tell you it, it, it has its effects. It takes time, but it begins to show up. My wife this week's been working at the house, and she brought her a little pressure washer. And I'd noticed on our patio in the back, we had grilled several times in different spots, which is not a good thing, not on the patio itself. And, you know, to look at it, you wouldn't thought much had failed there. You could, you know, it didn't. But I watched as time went on. I'd come out those back steps. And I could, I could point out every place where we had grilled in the last two or three years on that patio. You know why? Because it turned black. It collected dust and all these different types of particles. Can I tell us something this morning? An unforgiving spirit. And it could be a small thing, but it won't stay that way. Neither will it go unmarked. But as time goes on, things are going to start building. Things are going to start showing up. Amen. Something's not done about it. Amen. So you know what? I've kind of made the decision about the patio. We just won't cook on the patio no more. We'll, we'll get out in the grass. We'll get somewhere else. Because those places don't look. And so you know what? We need to purpose in our hearts this morning and our minds today is to activate the same authority that Jesus did in that synagogue that day. Amen. I got the authority by my Heavenly Father to forgive. Amen. You don't have to make me to forgive. You don't have to force me. No, I'm going to do it for the kingdom's sake. I'm going to do it for myself. For myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to forgive. I'm going to put it under my feet. God, I want you to wash it out of me. I want you, you to cleanse me. I want you to purge me. Amen. I want you to put my sins behind you. I want you to blot them out. I want you to put a cloud, amen, between me and I, these sins. And I want to get the same attitude and spirit to brothers or sisters or families or enemy or whoever it might be. Huh. You know why? I don't give the devil no leverage. I don't give the devil no leverage in my life or in my heart or in my spirit. And I don't believe nobody else in here wants to. We're in this house to go to heaven. We're in this house to be vessels of God. We're not just wanting to go to heaven. 
But we want to walk in the Holy Ghost. We want to walk in the, the beautiful, the most beautiful life there is to live, folks. Come on, look around the world out there. Look at the, the turmoil and the heartaches and the disappointment. Those is built off of the wrong foundation. The heartaches and troubles and the battles and the struggles that's going on in their lives. Man, by the power of choice. It's a power of choice now. You don't have to forgive. It's up to the choice is ours. God's not going to force us. He's not going to make us. God's not going to force us, amen, to believe this gospel, believe this truth. It's by our choice. But it's whosoever's will. And that whosoever will is not just to come to Jesus Christ. But it's even after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's still to whosoever will. Amen. To want to live for him. To want to serve him. To want to be man enough or lady enough. Amen. To let that forgiveness flow out. Hey, don't listen to some of them others out there. Ah, you just, you just done one of this and you just don't. No, you forgive. Don't you listen to that. And don't listen to them out there. Oh, you got a right. You ought to feel that way. That's the way you ought to act. You ought to, don't listen to that stuff. I'm telling you. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost this morning. Don't listen to that. You listen to the word of God. You listen to follow the example of Jesus Christ. That's who you follow after. I promise you, you follow after Jesus Christ, you'll live one of the most free, liberated lives you can live upon. The, you'll walk in authority and power upon on this earth now. Upon the earth, the Bible made it plain on the earth. We walk in a power and authority and a love and compassion with peace and joy. Money can't buy this. Positions can't. Huh. None of that. But it's a power of choosing. I choose to forgive. I choose, amen, to forgive this morning. Help us pray. Lord, we love you. We're so thankful for your love and grace and compassion. First of all, God, we thank you for forgiving. Forgiving us. Forgiving us of every transgression, every sinful deed, unrighteous way. God, as we humble ourselves and yield ourselves unto you, as a vessel of the Holy Ghost. I pray that your anointing would, would get a hold of us. And your baptism upon this church. Even a baptism of forgiveness. If anything, whatever it might be. Words or deeds or actions. Or just attitudes and spirit. The trick of the enemy. But God, we would become washed. We'd become cleansed. Hallelujah, you touch us and move upon us. And help us here today. Nobody can touch us like you can touch us. Nobody can refresh us like you can refresh us. And you give us the strength, the ability, God, to forgive and be ready every single day, God, to forgive, to forgive, God. We wouldn't harbor words or actions or deeds or even looks, looks that may be as images in the minds of some even here this morning. God, you'd erase those looks. You'd erase those images, God. Hallelujah. That's damaging their soul. That's damaging their heart and damaging their walk with you, God. You'd cleanse us from it. You'd wash